It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. We are waiting on the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala. Obviously a a busy day at Florham Park as the GM, Joe Douglas, is speaking with the uh, media. Not us at this point, but the media. Uh, and um, uh, Robert Sala is in meeting, so as soon as he gets out of the meeting, he is going to join us uh, after you know, another disappointing Jet season. That's tough. You know, it, no matter how you look at it, you know, win or lose yesterday, it just it, what everything was expected this season, right? It ended up being just, as Peter likes to say, a nothing burger, right? It just, it wasn't a, it, it, unfortunately, the seven wins, if you want to be frustrated with them winning against the Patriots, never mind the draft selection, which I disagree with, is it just further irritates you on what could have been. You look back at some of the games they let slip through their fingers. Like They lost to the Patriots earlier in the season. That was a winnable game looking back at it. They, they, the Patriots won four games. But they also won they a lost. game against the Giants that they should have. But, but still, there's, there's plenty of games where you're like, how do you lose the Falcon game? How do you lose the Falcon game? So then there's eight wins. And then you look back at some other games, and I'm sure Jet fans can recite them trap, chapter and verse of, of games that they just let slip through their fingers that they very easily could have won and didn't. That where maybe this could have been a playoff team or make, really make yesterday a meaningful game to try to salvage the season. And how good would that have looked after losing Rodgers after four plays, still finding a way to be able to make the playoffs? They well, effectively won seven games without an offense. Think about that. Right. And Garrett Wilson had 1,000 yards without a quarterback. Think about which, that. Which now fuels and amps up the feeling for 2024 again. Now not only do you replace no quarterback – uh, with a with a quarterback, but maybe the quarterback and a future Hall of Famer and a guy that can who use all of these weapons. Who you're pretty sure is going to stay healthy and you're pretty sure is going to resemble the guy he was well, you know, two years ago by the time he plays. That's why they've got to address this offensive line. And if you want to say, well, Don, they could have had the sixth overall pick and would have done a better job. Do you, you think quarterbacks are a crapshoot? How about offensive linemen? The Jets and the Giants have both used the first round to get linemen. And how many of them have worked out? You go to you go to originally when Pew was here and Flowers for the Giants and you know Becton. I mean, he was he was taking bows yesterday for not getting hurt, but was he good? Evan Neal. Evan oh, Neal's he's... been a disaster. Like so, both of these teams. Forget about the quarterback for a second. Can they protect the quarterback? Now, um, when Aaron Rodgers spoke today, he was asked what the team needs to be a Super Bowl contender. Here's uh, the QB one. I think we need a couple more pieces, which anybody that doesn't host at the end of the season always needs probably one or two more pieces, but we're close. You know, there's some tough decisions about certain individuals, but I think we got a core group of guys that's really solid. I think you saw a lot of great play this year from individuals. Some guys took some steps from years one and two. I think there's a lot of great cornerstone foundational pieces to build around what you need. Great young talent guys in their first contract, guys who just got paid and played at a high level. You know, we had two pro bowlers and a lot of other guys who could have been, but... 
those are all on the defensive side of the ball were our two specialists. So we need to make sure we get some some of those guys getting the recognition and playing at the Pro Bowl level, all pro level on the offensive side of the ball. Now he was asked, will you be involved in recruiting players? Because he did such a good job of that this year as much or as little as they want. I have relationships with uh, various people across the NFL and friends and work out together with a lot of NFL guys. But, you know, Joe and his staff have done a nice job over the years. So if he wants my help in recruiting, I'm available. I don't necessarily think it has to be anybody associated with this system. It's about character. You know, I think we need maybe some characters on the offensive line. Some of the best lines we've ever had have had some serious characters. I think about the 14 line, five characters on that. So I think we're just bringing some high character guys. If they're characters as well, and that'd be fantastic. But I think we're close, which is the exciting thing. I wonder if Rodgers, he would never admit it, and I don't expect him to, is a little chagrined that the Packers won the game that he couldn't win last year to get him into the playoffs, and they're in the playoffs with a super young team, mm-hmm. a great future ahead of them. A lot of people complimenting Lafleur and what he means, and. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just wondering how he really feels in a quiet moment. I know he likes to always make it sound like we, and he, right. he's always very positive about it. But uh, oh god, I that's how know. I feel. That's how I feel. But sometimes it's it's time to go, right? Like I think he felt like he had a better chance to win with the Jets than with the Packers. Which, if he had stayed healthy, might have been the case. We don't know because he didn't. But. Maybe it was just time to go. It kind of felt like they were just ready to move on, too. Yeah, the the whole just, dance. It, I, I think everybody felt like it was time. I just, Michael, don't you just love, though, like, we're stuck in the situation now where in order to talk about next year for the Jets, everything you're banking on for this whole thing to work. It's him. And and it's, I have a question. Has he ever played a season in his 40s before? No. no. Has he ever come off of not playing football for a year and a half, two years before? No. It's so many but, huge ifs, and the entire thing is going to be sitting on that. That's, but all that said, though, Peter, isn't he a better alternative than anything else they could do this offseason? Is there anything else they could do at the quarterback position this offseason that would be better than running back Aaron, a 41-year-old Aaron Rodgers? Kirk Cousins, do you think that would be better? If that if that was a real possibility, well, he's coming out the same injury, so I take that back. Yeah, but he's much younger. Oh, what five years? Yeah, five six years. Yeah, he's not that young. Well, listen, I'll make it easy. No, I mean Rodgers is still the best option. Now, granted, there are pitfalls. He's going to be forty one in December, just when they're going to be trying to go on a playoff run. He's he's coming off a, a serious injury, but still, what what even even if Kirk Cousins was healthy, I mean, is it better than Aaron? Rodgers? Yeah, he's younger, but is he Aaron Rodgers? The thing that I took from that cut is it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody from this system. I thought that was interesting. So it doesn't. So you know, going to get a backup quarterback does it have to be somebody that Nathaniel Hackett's familiar with or familiar with Nathaniel Hackett's offense? Like I, I thought that was an interesting comment too in that cut. Let's go to uh, Timmy in Asbury Park. Timmy, Timmy, good to be on with the fellas. How you doing, yo, Tim? Yo. Uh, the Don. I don't know if you know this. But in Asbury Park, New Jersey, you're not Don LaGreca. You're called The Don. Is that true? In specifically in Asbury Park. Wow. I appreciate that. I do like Asbury Park. Do you know? Park. The Don. Do you know how important those three letters are? The Don instead of just being Don? What's that? Yeah, that means he's a boss. It's a sign of respect. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you. I, I, I like being respected. All right, well, I appreciate the blue shirts as well. and Good job on the calls. Peter... God bless you bringing the wife down to Brazil. How'd that go? That was terrific. You kidding me? We had a the time of my life. Maybe my favorite trip of all time in Rio. 
God bless, man. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're happy, and you're still married after Brazil, huh? That's right. You know wow. what? That was we have a big a, test. We, we wanted a, to see if it was going to work. We have a very, we have a very straightforward, honest relationship. Beautiful. You know? Yeah. We survive. I got to tell you, it was a luxurious trip. I saw a lot of things that will forever change me. <laughs> but I'm here. Turn, turn the beat up. So, uh, Michael K. The Yanks get Soto, and the Mets just signed a Samoan. Twenty-eight million dollars, two years. What's going on, in Queens? Well, I think I think what they're doing is they're they're not giving up on this upcoming season, but they are in fact just taking baby steps. They're signing people to short-term contracts that don't have long-term ramifications, and I mean their work is not done yet. So they like what they saw out of Manaya um, through the season. His velocity ticked up a little bit, and they're going to take a chance on him. So they're taking a chance on Severino. That's what they're doing. They're taking chances. One thing I do want to address, Don, mm-hmm. it's out there now. Go ahead. That Marcus Stroman is interested in signing with the Yankees. Oh, God. I'm not surprised by that. All right, so then it was initially reported that the Yankees have not uh, returned that interest, which I said, well, that makes sense. I mean, the things he said about the Yankees and the way he's destroyed Brian Cashman and the way he's he's, he's gotten into wars on Twitter with Yankee fans, I, I can't even imagine. But then Bob Nightingale of USA Today writes to the sends out a tweet, the Yankees are, in fact, interested in Stroman. And I go, wow. I, I, wow. I guess you just don't take things personally, right? If you feel like he can help you. The only thing I'd be curious about, you didn't think he could help you two years ago. Right. So what does that say now? Because I don't think he has been that much of a different pitcher. He's been okay. He hasn't been outstanding. He was good with the Cubs last year. He was good, but not not nothing. Then he got hurt. Right. But what would have changed Cashman's mind? Is it? Is it? I think they're desperate to get started. See, that's the point. Is not that it's anything's changed in Stroman. It's changed in the Yankee rotation. The Yankees are in a different place. But that's the way the world is. I mean, should they take it personally? And not sign him if they think it can help him. Go, go back and read I know. some of the stuff he said about Cashman I know. and about the Yankees, and I know. and then the, the interactions he's had with the Yankee fans. So I, I know you can't make decisions because of fans, but your fan base would not be thrilled. I mean, he ends up winning the first three games of the well, year. That, that's, They'll I think, be thrilled, but at this yeah, point, but, but that's a hard sell. But the thing is, in a different way, he's a, a not. He's very talented, but he's a less talented. Kyrie Rogers. Oh yeah, good point. In that sense, that at some point he's going to start jabbering about things. They are like, "Why are we doing this? Do we feel like dealing? But, is he good enough I to know. be worth it?" But what's interesting is they need pitching. Apparently, he wants to be here. Fans love it when somebody wants to be here. And to Michael's point, if he goes out there and he's three and zero in April, they'll fall in love with him. Yankee fans could love it too that he ended on sort of weird terms with the Mets. But Man, again, just I don't know if he's deleted any stuff. Some of the stuff he said. And also going I mean, he's, after he's gone after me too. I, I know. Oh, but yeah, go, of course. But going after Cashman doesn't exactly mean that he's alienated Yankee fans. That's a fair point. But, but he's gone after them too, because he's gone after the Yankees as an entity, not just Cashman. So, well, yeah, I, I love it. you know he's interested in the Yankees. Well, he probably is not getting a lot of play no. right now, so it makes sense to have the Yankees involved, don't you think? But I bet you, if you ran it up the pole. Right, Peter, it would probably go in favor of Yankee fans wanting him. Can we do that? Sure. We have poll ability or what? We, oh, we've always got poll. We have poll ability, Anthony? Sure. I don't see why not. All right, so if, if you're the Yankee if you're a Yankee fan, do you want them to sign Stroman or not? Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Hi, I Hey, what's happening, guys? And, and Peter, you're spot on because nobody knows what's gonna happen with Rogers next year. How could you expect him to come back? 
Yeah, you can't. And but he's two years old. He hasn't played uh, Achilles. But you know, even with that, they have no choice, and it's still the best option they have. But I'm I'm thrilled that they beat the Pats yesterday. And you know, I, I get the draft thing. I understand it. But you had to you had to get that monkey off the bat. And like Salah said yesterday, they beat the Eagles. They won two division games. I get all of that. But when I look and I sum up the season as a whole, we all know about you know Bruce Hall and Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson. I'm sure I'm leaving out a couple. But the three major things that I didn't get answered this year is the offensive line still isn't fixed. The head coach still hasn't shown me he's grown to be another step forward of becoming a better coach. And they still have a losing record. So to me, it's like, okay, we have all this individual stuff, but I haven't learned anything. And oh, by the way, you know, for for Rodgers, I understand the personal stuff and he, he deserved the inspirational award. I get that. But half of his press conference, it sounded like he was the general manager of the team. Well, he is. No, he, when, when you, Ira, he's the owner of the When team. you forfeit that much money in your contract, and you are the sole reason why this team has a pulse going into next year, you, you kind of understand it. And I, I've never knocked them for it. You To look around the league... You saw what happened in New Orleans yesterday, and Winston doesn't have any stock in New Orleans, but you know what? The team defied the coach, and they did what they wanted. These guys get paid a lot of money. They're very important. Jobs are won and lost more so than uh, in the front office and on the sidelines than they are actually on the field. We are entering an era where the players have the power, and if you're a future Hall of Famer that gives them the best chance to win a Super Bowl, and you literally forfeited $75 million of your contract to spend in free agency, doesn't that make you a de facto GM? Don, he has more power than anybody in the building except for Woody Johnson. If he wanted Joe Douglas fired, he'd get him fired. If he wanted Robert Sala fired, he'd get him fired. He has more power than anybody but Woody. And probably has more power than Woody because he could really manipulate Woody because he'd make the Jets look terrible if he just walked away now. Cost himself a lot of money, but he'd make him look terrible. So he's running the show. Uh, Steve in Vegas. Steve. Hey. Hey. Uh, Jay, Don, Peter, you guys are the Hall of Fame of, of radio in New York. Man. Well, thank, thank you, you man. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Uh so I uh, I spoke to uh, Don earlier in the year about that whole tanking thing once we realized that the Giants weren't going to do nothing. And uh, at first, I was kind of with all these other, you know, Giant fans. Why not? Let go of the year, get a good draft pick, see what's, you know, available in the draft. And, you know, but as the year went on and then with this last game with them winning, I kind of chuckled to myself and realized that it didn't matter anyways. You know, no, no, no matter what they do, you know, I, I feel like it's more so a, a, a dice roll. You know, we, we didn't see Kansas City tank to get Patrick Mahomes. You know, we never see the Ravens tank. Fair. You know, we, we, we see these good teams and they stay consistently good. And it's because of general managers and it's because of these guys that are actually scouting these players. You know what I mean? And I feel like the Giants... All they do is just pick these high draft picks, but they don't really put any emphasis on scouting these guys. You know what I mean? Well, I, I know what they, they do. I, 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 I mean, they might, they might be looking for the wrong thing, but look, one thing I disagree with Don about, I, I don't think the Giants were that adversely affected because the team in front of them, they, they either could have finished fifth or sixth, so they finished sixth. The team in front of them is not picking a quarterback. Now, there's a danger the Chargers could trade out of that position to a team that needs a quarterback. The Giants get stiffed. But I, I'm sorry... 
Four slots in the draft for the Jets is significant. You could lose yourself an offensive lineman. And I know it's, I understand, I don't want to get into the same argument, the draft is a crapshoot. But you can't tell me that it's not better to pick seventh than tenth. You can't say that. Of course it's better to pick higher. Now, if you're an inept organization, no matter where you pick, you're going to mess it up. You just are. Right. But I do think there's some significance to it's the Patriots. Haven't been able to beat them in forever. And if Robert Sala was gone at the end of the year, maybe it wouldn't matter as much. Robert Sala's coming back next year. You don't think that's a nice little gorilla off his back and finally beat the Patriots? Yep. And did that. And I'm sure Belichick wanted to win that game, his last game in New England. It might I mean, it may he not did, be, he did say we'll today he's willing to like give up his uh, GM duties. Well, we'll see. I, I, I hate to be that guy. I'm not trying to ruin the parade, but I, I don't think it's just me who feels this way. I think the general energy around it says other people feel this way. It didn't feel like getting the win over Belichick. It just didn't. It was meaningless. Also, Peter, it was it was such a bad game. He'd won 15 in a row against him. But the, the the Jets have beaten Bill Belichick in big situations in the playoffs. It's not like they've been inept against him. They've been inept of late because they've been inept as an organization. But when Rex was here, they beat the Patriots in, in, in the in AFC right. championship game. Right. So I just don't think it had that much... Meaning, yesterday. I mean, that's the one that probably sticks in Belichick's craw more than yesterday. I mean, by the way, there's a chance too, regardless of Belichick wanting to win, the edict still may have been like, We're not trying to win. The Patriots may just not have been trying to win yesterday. I, I can't see him doing that. No, well, hold on, but, but but if he's on his way out the door and they're having a conversation about what we're trying to do with the franchise, you think he's after everything he's done there, the terms would be so bad that he's like, uh, Sorry, Kraft, I'm going for the win. I don't, I don't think so. If they've agreed it's time to move on, I- I'm sure it's cordial enough after what's happened that they're going to do whatever the plan no, because, is no, for the organization. Wants to, he wants to get this record. He doesn't want to sacrifice yeah, a, a chance win. to win games. But the, the whole the whole season—they're not good. Been, they're so that's the thing. The New England Patriots are an awful football. They've, they're they're good defensively, but offensively they're they're a terrible football team. So you want to lose to them twice? And like I said, Robert Sala's coming back. And you know what? Who, who is affected more by draft position than a team that's got a lot of same guys coming back? And yet everybody on the field yesterday for the Jets and Giants wanted to win that game. Yep. Dable's not going well, anywhere. Well, we've always said players want to win. Right, but yeah, so players want to win, because but they're affected. You don't think Dable wants a better pick? You don't think Salah wants a better pick? Shane and Douglas? Yet they did everything to win their respective games yesterday because that's what it's about. It's about winning football games, especially against arch rivals. Our good buddy Rick DiPietro does the show with Dave oh, in the morning. Sure. He just texted. He said, beating that version of the Patriots is like finally beating your dad when he's 75 years old. Exactly. Does that count? Now, right. Does it make you feel good? So yeah, good, I don't think it would it make you your dad in one on one. I yeah. don't think you feel good when he's seventy five. So would, yeah, would it feel good to lose to him if he's seventy five? Right. It's 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 like kissing so, your sister. So everything you're telling me, y'all, that's if a fra- she's hot. That that's a that's a ghost of a team. It's a fragmented team. But all the more reason you want to beat them. You still can't beat them even though they're down. But I they do, still own you. But we haven't gotten. What I'm saying is the phone lines aren't filling up with people going. Oh, yesterday was fun. Right. I loved it. I, it, it, it was whatever. So Joe Douglas, as I said, is. Talking to the media, sure. and Rich Media tweets out: Douglas says signing Dalvin Cook enabled them to have a great insurance plan in place in case Hall wasn't 100. <laughs> percent They didn't consider that insurance plan a quarterback, though. Got to have a backup for Brees Hall, though. Got to make sure. Well, it will said, you know, it, and Rich said expensive insurance policy at seven million. You had no insurance. You you bought a beautiful car. 
and you didn't get car insurance. No, no, a vintage car. Yeah, and you didn't get car insurance. No, you don't need it. Yeah, it, listen, you can seven million need for it. Dalvin. They did yeah. need an insurance policy, and, and everybody thought that well, Cook after what he had fourteen hundred yards rushing last year that he was going to be great. But unfortunately, he was 28 years old, and they didn't use him properly. That's the biggest crime. But the difference between quarterback and running back is you can get a good insurance policy off the scrap heap right. for running back. A no-name nobody shows up and is rushing for but, 200 but, yards. But it wasn't about they couldn't afford it. They just didn't think Rodgers was going to get hurt. But that, but that makes no sense. That's, it that's, makes no that's sense. as Michael would say. Professional malfeasance. Now, did Rod, now if, since we're you know saying Rodgers runs the team... Was that Roger saying, don't, don't you get worry about anybody. backup? I'm good. Where we're do going, not get anybody that's going to challenge me. Where we're going, or, we don't need well, rules. Well, no one would have challenged him. He, well, he shouldn't have gotten involved in that. I think he thinks he's such a, a genius that he was going to fix Zach Wilson. Um, the poll is up. Excuse me? Do Yankee fans want the Yankees to sign Marcus Stroman or not? Very quickly, in in... A couple of minutes, seven hundred and thirty-one votes. Okay, because we have listeners. Uh, how would you How would you say it's going down? Sixty forty four. Seventy-one percent no. Yeah, I thought more no. Twenty-eight percent yes. I'm surprised. He's annoying though. I know. I know he's. He's annoying, a polarizing dude, man. He really is. But they really. need pitching. He didn't like Cashman. Yankee fans don't like Cashman. Unless they love him now because of the Soto deal. I don't no, know. no, they still say they haven't gotten anybody. Rem- reminder, guys, he went to Duke. You know what I mean? No, I don't know. What are you talking about? Means you're a nozzle. Not always. Often. Daniel Jones is not a nozzle. No. No, he's not. I like Daniel. Honestly, I, I, I can't say anything. He's not. He's been a class. Daniel Jones has been nothing but class. Can right. he play football? I'm still not 100% sure. But he's a lovely senior Neither guy. is Giants, so don't beat yourself up. Great point. Um, when we get back, hopefully we'll have Robert Sala. I hope so. One heck of a meeting he's having. Oh, yeah. Uh, but first, Don's going to tell us about bet. MGM. You know, basketball season is here, guys, and it's time to hit the court with BetMGM, an authorized betting partner of the NBA. Download the BetMGM app today and make every game and every play mean more than ever with single-game parlays, live betting options, player props, boosted on specials, and the best daily promotions in the business. With the BetMGM app at your fingertips, you can experience the excitement of wagering on NBA action all season long. Find out why basketball fans love BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of Madison Square Garden and the New York Knicks. Download the app and take the king of sportsbooks with you wherever you go. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 plus to wager. New York and New Jersey only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available in New Jersey. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 8788-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Football Mondays on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Slomans. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to learn how you can have the Slomans Shield professionally installed free. Slomans, the difference is human. Human. You know what I say, Don? Human. 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 Uh, It's game time. Brought to you by Telemar Do Irish Whiskey. The Rangers are back home. Take on the Canucks with coverage following us right here on 98.7 ESPN. What a game Saturday. They lost, but it was a fun game. But they didn't play well, right, against no, the Canadians? No, but sometimes bad hockey, because they're so good, makes for like entertaining hockey. Both goaltenders were great, but they did lose a point in Montreal. Well, that's Game Time, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. During the big games this season, enjoy a Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Remember when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. We're still waiting on Robert Sala. I, I do think we'd be remiss because we should celebrate the good, not just, um, you know, pound the bad. Mm-hmm. The Knicks. Yeah. What a performance against the Sixers. I mean, they didn't that beat was, the Sixers. They eviscerated they them. Did. They embarrassed they, them. They were, there was never in doubt. Yeah. I mean, I guess the first couple of minutes they were down, but they seemed to be, you know, I was watching that game, they were down, they were up like 20, like the whole game. Like, really, they, the Sixers gave nothing. The Knicks were terrific. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? And then the second of back-to-backs, I know the Wizards aren't very good. Destroyed them. But you would think, coming off an emotional win in Philly, and they have to go to Washington against a, like a nothing team, and they still, they pulverize them. Could it be possible that with OG, we're getting sort of a second Brunson deal in which the fan base is like, okay, cool. But he turns out to be yeah. much more impactful than anyone realized because that's what happened with Brunson. But it's funny because in those two games, I mean, OG didn't go off. I mean, he's good defensively, which isn't statistically driven. And then, you know, I saw, that, I, th- I think it was yesterday, RJ Barrett scored 37 points for the Raptors. But I don't want Nick fans to go, oh, look, if he becomes great for the Raptors, he never would have been great here on this team. And I think that the addition of OG on the Knicks actually frees up Brunson and Randall to be better, better right. because the, the lane's not clogged by RJ. RJ needs the ball. OG does not need the ball. Now you can have both of them operate at their strengths and not have to worry about distributing it to, no. to RJ Barrett. I, 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 think, I, I said at the well, time, so I'm not hanging on the rim. It was a really good deal. I mean, listen, maybe it's just happenstance that they've won every game since he's gotten here. Maybe we'll see. It's just... Or maybe this is a different team that because it's not always, sometimes one plus one equals three in right. sports, and you just never know. And don't worry about RJ. That's fine. He's comfortable there. He grew up a Raptors fan. He might go off, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad deal. I don't know if he was ever going to do anything here. I think he hit his ceiling. Now in Toronto, he's got a fresh start. He might ball. I expect him to. That shouldn't affect the fact that you should still have traded him. Jalen Brunson was just named Player of the Week in the NBA, so that's cool. Get him into an All-Star game, though. I would think so. He should have been in there last year. 
But you know, you got to really respect Tyrese Halliburton. I do. Still holding a grudge against Wally. What did he do now? Oh, like well, he hit a big shot, and Wally was doing the game with Mike, and he just stared right at Wally as he was running oh, yeah, down the court. Yeah. I did. I did. But the that, dad yeah. let Wally up. He said, hey, listen, man, we you know we all say things that sometimes we want to take back. But um, the dad's pretty cool. Yeah, I met the dad too. Yeah, he he was a lovely guy. But when when but Tyrese was asked about it, he was like, he was funny. About I think it. Wally has fun with it, right? I mean, that would be kind of cool. Well, I mean, he that said the guy, you, the guy. No, I mean, Wally doesn't care either way. Wally's a player too. It's not like you know, Wally's. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that Wally's not happy that he said that because this guy's turning into an absolute megastar. You said he wasn't worthy of all star consideration. But he was defending his guy with the Knicks. I mean, well, I so get it. I get it. Nobody was killing him at the time. Everybody, I think everybody was. You know, every Nick fan was agreeing with him. Oh yeah, of oh. course, Nick fans want their guy. Well, that's to go. who he was talking to, right? But, but he, didn't, he didn't do it on ESPN. He did it during an M- uh, MSG. I mean, uh, listen, the take, cast, right? the take hasn't aged well, but it's fine. What takes do? If you're right. Oh, so you got to be worried about being wrong? I, I've got to take that age well. What's that? You, you know, remember when we announced... Oh, boy. Do you remember when we announced that you know we were we're eventually going to leave 98.7 and go to 1050? Yeah. So that's going to be this September, right? Correct. And, you know, people... Oh, you guys... Station's dying. Blah, 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 blah. I said, you know what? Pipe down. Within a year... Odyssey, the owner of FAN, is going to go bankrupt. And people just destroyed me. Well, you seem bitter. You're I'm angry. bitter. You're, you're making things I, up. I never make stuff up. I never say things for clicks. I say things because I can do the math. When you're a billion dollars in debt, there's a good chance that you're going to try to get out of it by declaring bankruptcy, which is what Odyssey did yesterday. Now, I'm not happy because there are people at that station that I really like. There are people that I despise, too, but there are people at that station I really well, like. I don't more. want anybody to lose their job. I don't think anybody's going to lose their jobs. Now, the people that should be a little nervous would be the Mets and the Yankees, because you wonder, are they going to get their rights fee from a place that just declared bankruptcy? I don't know how bankruptcy works. It seems like a lot of people get up from it. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card for well, like running a bad business. Well, it's not necessarily it's, free. Yeah, it is free. You, you you stiffed all these people you owe money but, to. But I think there's a penalty to filing for bankruptcy oh, as well. I mean, yeah, you know, know I wish someone I could really explain it to me. Because don't you just end up getting A lot cleared? of very successful businessmen declared bankruptcy five times I've, and I've heard of lived to tell. Yeah. You want to keep going into that? No. So, <laughs> so again, sure? I got ripped... For being oh, bitter, man. but you know what? I'm always right. I mean, this is it's a way to bet. It didn't take a. a, a but nobody. A, else, but people said I was being bitter. There was no truth to it. it happened sooner than I thought. Did 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 you get your credit now? You got some graphics flowers. jokers. Great. Yeah, he, he, he appreciates us. Yeah, it's not nobody. He said K was right. That's right. K's always right. I don't know if K's That's always. It's a way right. to bet. It really is not with the well, picks. Mom. Although I'm still five games over. You're doing pretty well. I got to tell you, overall as a show, not bad. In a bad week, a, what am I, a bad year to pick. What am I now? You're you're right with Michael. Yeah, you're you're four, same four or five over five over four or five over. And that's usually. And you know who didn't have a good week at all? No, no. And, well, Fortinbaugh's mm. uh, whole thing was mm. was uh, didn't didn't. By the way, when we wrapped up with Fortinbaugh, what did mm. I say? I went. I didn't like one thing. No, you're right. He was and zero I, and three. I, he was I didn't three. like any of his picks. Where he screwed up is he said that these teams that had nothing to play for, they'd be loosey goosey, and it didn't turn out to be the case. Panthers didn't cover. Bears didn't cover. Let's give some flowers to the manager of the Yankees. He finishes the season at 588-2. I don't know if that's a worthy a flower well, situation. It's better Where do you get under 500? The gas station? <laughs> flowers are flowers. Just don't no, buy sushi I, at no, a gas I gotta station. Tell you, I got to tell you. I'm not going to name names. Okay. 
but um, Jalen recently had a dance recital. Yeah, okay. sure. So what you do is when she's done, you get flowers to give her, right? That's the thing to do. What a you, have to, you, wait, you have to even do that for a child? Yeah, it's a well, racket. It's all the parents, oh, but, it's parents trying to show each you, other up. Well, right. they, well, here's the thing. It has to be. But you can get them at the facility. Right, so so wherever the dance is, they they know how to be make money off of the parents. They'll have a place where you can purchase flowers there. But I went high end. Not everybody did. So all the flowers are on the kitchen table. Whose flowers lasted the longest? Yours. Who is, of course, because you get what you pay for. How many different people bought flowers for a six year old's recital? Well, everybody that went. Everybody has to buy flowers. Well, yeah, you don't want to be the one that didn't. Wait, so hold when she quick. comes off the stage, you're supposed to. So hand how her many bouquets? So, so who, it was like there was four. So hold on. You gave a bouquet? Yeah. Who else did? My sister-in-law, my brother, and my mom. So they got it at Exxon. I don't know where, <laughs> but it wasn't where I got them. So wait, and each one, your sister-in-law, oh, you mean Nancy's sister and your brother. Right, then they might have went, play, but I went to the best place. I didn't know that was a thing. Now, how about this? So last year, you might have a girl. Last year, Callie is in this recital. No, she's in a play, and we brought her flowers. And at the end of the show, we gave her the flowers, and she couldn't have been less interested. I, mean, how, I know I know, Callie. She doesn't care. Couldn't have been less interested. I would not So this year, the winter concert, she actually had a solo. She's got a pretty good voice. Okay. Nice. And we go there, and Jody goes, I'm not getting a flower. She didn't care last time. Mm. So we didn't get her flowers. Everybody else got flowers. That's the thing. And I said to Callie, I said, you didn't like it last time. And she didn't complain. She didn't even complain. She, oh, but why did you even tell her? Be, just to let you know. No, because everybody else around you, know, their parents were giving them flowers, and Callie actually had a solo, and we, we gave her standing all, but she got no flowers out of it. And you said, just so you know, we would have, but, but you showed no, no interest last year. I didn't do it because it's, it. it's something to do. It's a nice thing to do. She danced well, and you want to celebrate that. Can you imagine, Don? I have a question. After, she loves flowers. After your big games last year, what, what kind of bouquet? I mean, when you were a kid, what kind of bouquet did your dad give you after the big game? Give him a kick in the backside. But that's, that's not a game. thing. My point is, we were raised by heathens. Now, people parent. They do these sweet things. Uh, yeah, well, are we better off, though? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'll take being raised. I, I, I got to maybe I'm, I'm with I'm I'm with Michael. Like there are times where I am like legitimately angry at Marco, and he he, he laughs at it. Yeah. Well, my dad, I I if I, I laughed. At oh my god, I, I would have sold oh. myself at the things that I do to Marco. He looks at me and laughs. If my, I had done that to my father, when I would tick my dad off, I'd run into the bathroom <laughs> and I'd lock the door. Yeah. Oh, all you could do. And my father, the attitude of an assassin. He'd pull a chair up outside the bathroom door. And he'd wait. Fire up a Pall Mall, <laughs> have the New York Post, and sit there and read. Now, little me is inside going, if I come out now, I'm I'm going to get beaten up. I got to wait. And if I wait, it's going to be worse. I mean, imagine that choice. And he's just very, no. very quietly smoking Pall Mall after Pall Mall. Then I come out, and I really receive it. <sighs> now, now, there's the fear of my father would look at me take a half step towards me and then the inside you run out of the fear but then the respect draws you back that's the power of being so scared of someone that you still have to return yeah think about that Beautiful. there's fear makes you run there's no fear of us but the greater than fear when you throw in the respect as the cherry on top now because my father never ran after me. I came back. Speaking of fear and respect, you know who I fear and respect for? Who? Booger McFarland. Booger McFarland. He's coming up in just a moment, everybody. Coming up in just a moment. Listen, everybody, it's Michael K. When it comes to travel, nothing, 
Nothing beats Legends Limousine. I felt the difference, and let me tell you, it's real. When my family and I need a ride to the airport or out of town, we choose Legends. Their commitment to safety makes every trip a breeze. These guys are not just any service. No, 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 no. They've been setting the gold standard for over 30 years. I trust them, and so should you. Call 1-888-LEGENDS or visit legendslimousine.com and use the code ESPN10 to snag 10% off. Travel like a legend with Legends Limousine. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. All right, we got a big natty today. National championship game. That's Michigan, new, right? Washington. I, I heard re- referred to. I never heard that until this year. Yeah, you know what? Peter's uh, the guy that's. Uh, well, I, I think there's the a culture. beer called National. I call it Natty. Oh, Natty Light. Natty Light. Natural Light. But yeah. have you in basketball or football ever heard to a national champ- championship referred to as a Natty? Never. Today is the day. Okay. Anyway, no, I've heard it. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Really? No. But never. This year, I think hmm. two undefeated teams: Michigan, Washington, uh, both thirteen and zero. And Booger McFarlane is joining us right now to help us break it down, make sense of it, because we don't talk that much college football here in New York because, you know, we pretty much have Rutgers. Booger, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. What's happening? Not too much. I'm excited about this game. This is one of these games I'm looking forward to. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Even if you're not a hardcore college fan, it it, it, it is one of those games that grabs the fringe fraud fans like us. Right. There's there's a lot of storylines. So, Booger, how do you look at this game? Who do you like in this one? Well, I look at it, it's kind of like uh, old boxing matches. You know, styles are going to make fights. You got one team in Washington that uh, has a tremendous quarterback, three great wide receivers. They throw the football everywhere. On the other side, Michigan's the old school, you know, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he goes back almost to the Bo Schimbrechler days. It's, it's pounding ground, it's tempo, it's big boy football, it's physical. So you got two different styles. Uh, which one will win out tonight is going to be, uh, be fun to watch. 
All right, got two-pronged qu- question, Booger. Is this Harbaugh's last game in Michigan? And if it is, does it affect how the players go about their business today and how he goes about his business? Well, yeah, I don't think anyone knows that. Like, does he have any uh, a job lined up in the NFL right now? No. Uh, are there going to be NFL teams that are going to come after him? Yeah, you'd be kind of crazy not to, especially with the openings that are available right now in, in the NFL. And so the players really don't focus on that. Like, this is ring night. Like, rarely do you have opportunities where you can win some hardware in one night. And, and tonight is ring night, and you got to take full advantage of that. So I don't think any of the players are thinking about next year or what's going to happen or whether Harbaugh's going to be back. I think they're solely focused on can we win a ring tonight and, and kind of get Michigan back to a point where, where he came back to Michigan to return them to, and that's returned to prominence. How... I know this sounds basic. Obviously, them winning tonight is a huge, huge deal. But do you think, Booger, if Michigan wins the national championship tonight, we will truly, over the next couple of years, kind of go back to the the days of Michigan feeling like that true school powerhouse? Because we are so used to the SEC dominating this sport. How much can tonight change the future of college football? Well, I don't know if it's going to change the future. I, I just think Michigan has recruited really, really well. And I think they've beaten Ohio State three years in a row. Um, Jim Harbaugh has come in there, and he's got NFL-style players everywhere. And so I think this is more uh, reflective of what he's done and the job that they've done uh, as far as building this program and kind of where they are now. The future of college football, SEC is still going to dominate, especially now that you add Texas and Oklahoma. The Big Ten is going to be really good also. You add USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon. So I think you have two leagues that feel pretty good about the direction they're going. Do you believe, you know, talking about Harbaugh leaving, do you believe that it's more likely he leaves if he wins because then there's nothing left to do? And if he loses, would he be somewhat hesitant to leave because he still hasn't finished his job? Well, I don't think that the outcome of tonight's game is going to be uh, a part of that decision. I okay. think whether he wins or loses, I think his decision to come back is going to be solely based on the offer he gets, if he gets an offer, and whether or not he thinks that that team is going to give him full control. The one thing about being the head coach in Michigan, he controls the entire football program. Like, if this is his show, what they do, when they do it, how they eat, what they eat. Now, moving forward, is there going to be an NFL organization that's going to give him that kind of control? Because we all know, I mean, these are billion-dollar corporations in the NFL. Are you willing, as an owner who's a billionaire, to cede control of your organization to Jim Harbaugh? It sounds easy, but it's been really, really hard to do, and not a lot of teams are, are willing to do that. It feels like if it's a blowout tonight, it's Michigan. If it's a close game, it's Washington. Do you feel the same way? Um, if it's, yeah, I could see that. I, I don't think anybody sees Washington blowing Michigan out. Right. And I think if the, if the, conversely, if the game is played 17-14, I don't think anybody sees Washington winning that kind of game. And so I, I think it's going to be one of those games where um, we'll know early on kind of who is dictating the tempo. Like this is going to be a tempo game. Which team can kind of um, – impress their will or their mantra on the game early, I think it's going to go a long way to determining who's going to win. Let's talk quarterbacks. Um, Harbaugh said the other day, 
that uh, McCarthy is the best quarterback Michigan's ever had. That's strong words, considering they had Tom Brady. It wasn't quite Tom Brady there. And a lot of other pretty good quarterbacks, too, Brian Greasy. Um, I, I watched the game from a layman's perspective, Booger. I mean, I don't see a great quarterback. I don't see an arm like Michael Penix Jr. has. What's your take on McCarthy? How good is he? Well, we're going to find out. I, I think when it comes to playing at the next level, um, there is still a lot to be desired when it comes to that. As far as a college quarterback, uh, let's remember the context in which he said it. He, t- he talked about being a college quarterback. Brady wasn't Brady until he got to the NFL probably four or five years later. So I think it's important we keep that in perspective. McCarthy's really good. I think he's athletic enough to make the kind of the, the second reaction plays that everybody craves right now. Uh, he has some athleticism that he can run the football. He's going to be really hard-pressed to continue to grow uh, as a quarterback that can throw the football from the pocket consistently. Now, if he can do that, then obviously he can play on the next level. But as far as what Michigan has had, I mean, he is he's a guy that Jim recruited. Jim likes him. Jim built the entire game plan around him. So we'll see from a from a, a passing standpoint if he can execute that game plan. All right, how about Penix? I mean, the arm is amazing. He has huge hands. How do you view him, and how do you view him going to the next level? Well, uh, he is as accurate as I've ever seen. Uh, the issue with him at the next level is going to be injury history. Right. He's had two ACLs. He's had a dislocated shoulder. He's had a broken clavicle. Um, he's 23 years old. By the time he gets drafted, he'll be 24. And so I think the NFL is going to look at him a little differently. But as far as a college quarterback, I mean, he threw from 4,500 yards. He's as accurate as I've ever seen. Um, you watch some of those throws against Texas, man. I mean, he literally couldn't walk it out there and place it any better. So um, he's good. Um, I think he's next level. Whether or not he's going to be able to take that to the next level is going to be a lot about how they view his health. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about the injuries because without the injuries, he's a top five pick, right? He may be even with the injuries. Yeah, I don't don't think he's going to go top five with the injuries. Can he still be a first-round pick? Sure. Uh, the NFL is not about what you've done. It's about what I project you to do. Mm-hmm. And so you have a 24-year-old quarterback by the time the draft comes, coming off two ACLs, a shoulder, uh, and a and broken clavicle. So I'm looking to see and project long-term uh, if and when he will be able to play and play consistently in my system. That's how I'm going to project him. And uh but we know the NFL is always starving for quarterbacks. There's no doubt about that. So he's going to get a look. Uh, I'm not ready to say he's going to be a first-round pick, but I do think he will He will be as accurate as a quarterback as the NFL has ever seen when he gets there. Booger McFarlane is our guest here on the Michael K Show. Booger, before I let you go, I want to, you know, obviously we're, we're based here in New York. The Jets are building their entire program around a guy who's going to be 41 next December. Are they doing a smart thing, making it all about Aaron Rodgers? Well, I mean, they traded for him, and, mm-hmm. and, and they built a team around him, and if you think he can still uh, play at a high level, then why not? I mean, the Browns just won, what, six or seven games in a row or six out of seven with Joe Flacco, and he was on the couch at 38 walking his dog a month ago. So uh, I think people in New York think Aaron Rodgers is a lot better than Joe. Um, and so by the time the season starts, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, he can distribute the football uh, to the receivers. Now, is he going to stay healthy is the key. Because I, I can tell you that so somebody that's 46 years old, the older you get, you don't get much healthier. You, you kind of got to maintain things. So can he maintain that body? We shall see.
Good stuff, Booger. Thank you. Enjoy Thanks, the man. game tonight. Should be great. Hey, guys. Hey, enjoy being on. I'd love to come on more often. I, uh, somebody tells me you guys are big in New York, you know? Oh, you, you will have an open oh, invite whenever you want, Booger. We'd love to have you on. All right, fellas. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Uh, so the national championship game is tonight on ESPN. Uh, coverage starts at uh, at seven thirty, and and it it should set to. I just saw it's set to wrap up around two fifteen a.m. Eastern time. So. Oh, so Don Don's going to be sleeping. Well, well, yeah. I'll watch Don. Don't worry. You just take no, no, Don. You got to take it the first half, and then you go to bed. You wake up the next day. And well, see what I'm, happens. I'm doing, I'll be at the Garden Rangers Canucks. I'll be on top of it. Oh, you'll be home. No, no, I'll be home. Uh, the question is, will I be home for the, for the start of the second half? Yeah, that's going to say. You'll be comfortable home for the fourth quarter. Now, let me tell you, on the radio side, the full game, you can hear it on 1050 AM. Oh. Please become re-familiar with that. Uh, Love 1050 AM. And after the Ranger game, the completion of the national championship, right. or we like to call it the Natty, will also be on 9870 ESPN. It moves over there. Right. Got it. Robert Sala finally joining us at 5 you o'clock. All the meetings are over. Yay! Everything's been said. Coach? And now we got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right, Coach. Hey, to score a touchdown, everything needs to line up perfectly. No different than finding the person you want to marry. When the time comes to propose, do what I did. Visit the engagement experts at London Jewelers. They'll make shopping for a ring easy. Let them help you pick or design the perfect ring to fit any budget from their 2 by London collection. London Jewelers is committed to getting it just right. So visit London Jewelers today at any of their seven locations, including the newest location at the mall, at Short Hills, please mention I told you to stop by. You'll get the Michael K. treatment. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.